0: And find your way to a seat. We'll get started
1: here. I know. I know. I'll
0: see if, if any of these guys come closer. If they don't, I'm moving up. How are we doing this morning? Wonderful. Thanks for being here. Bright and early. Uh, thanks to. Trevor, or his wife, for bringing the food, (coughs) making the food for us. Appreciate that. Uh, Chris, is that sign-up sheet around for snacks somewhere? There'll be a sign-up sheet. If you want to bring snacks on a different morning, that'd be great. That's always a blessing. But let's uh, take a minute and pray, and we'll dive into our study. Lord God, we're thankful this morning just for the chance, again, to gather as men and to think on your word, your truth the best things that we can meditate on this morning. Uh, We pray that you would help us to be godly men, uh, men who love our families and lead them well in the truth, men who live lives that uh, are exemplary in in the church and at home and in the world. We might be uh, men who who love the truth, who live the truth, and share the truth. We pray that this morning you would use our study to that end to continue to conform us to your image Uh, for your glory, and we're so, so thankful for your precious Son and His grace towards us. It's in His name we pray. Amen. All right, welcome to uh, our first gathering of the new year. And uh, we finished, if you hadn't been with us, we finished a a section on uh, leading with love and what it looks like to have loving leadership in our homes. And so you can go and listen to those on our podcast if if you missed those. Uh, But today, I wanted to kick off the the new year by looking at Philippians chapter 2. So you can turn there, Philippians chapter 2. And the reason is, I just think this is a a great place to turn our attention uh, as believers anytime, but especially as we think about a a new year and aspirations for for this year. This is a great place. chance to relay a foundation of some some basic truths that that we know, that we understand, but that are essential to the Christian life as we think about being godly men, leading our wives and our children. You know, when you attend a church and you try to discern whether or not it's a a healthy church, of course, there's several things you're going to do. You're going to read the doctrinal statement, uh, you're going to listen to messages, you're going to meet people, things like that, but one of the things that I often do in a church is is look at the men. Are the men involved in the church? Are the men certainly in leadership in the church? Uh, but even beyond just the, the leadership, are they serving in the church? Or is it like what happens so often, are, are the women in the church more eager and more excited about the things of God than the men? Um, growing up, I saw this far too often that if there was a Bible study that was offered, if there was a service need that was mentioned, uh, the ladies in the church were much more eager to run and fill those needs and those roles while the men sat on the sidelines. Uh, and that was not because of an improper theology in that particular church. There was an understanding that men should be leaders. It was, it was a, really a failure on the part of the men to step up and to be serious about their faith. What I love about our church, uh, is it? that's really not the case. I love that when I come on Sunday mornings, there's teams of men they're serving, men are actively involved, men are seeking to grow and to lead their, their families well. And so I'm, I'm not saying this as a rebuke of us, but more of a, a, a kind of a, a Pauline idea of excel still more. We, we as men are called to be leaders in the home and in the church, and if that's gonna happen, then we, have, we can't let our foot off the gas. We've got to keep going. We can't get comfortable uh, in in our pursuit of Christ. And so I just want to ask you a couple of questions to think about as we begin to move our way towards Philippians chapter 2. Let me ask you this. Is your wife running harder than you in the pursuit of godliness? Is your wife running harder? Is she more committed to that pursuit? Is your wife more consistent? in Bible study, in prayer, and in service in the church. And thirdly, if, if your wife were to simply copy your spiritual disciplines, so she, she did exactly what you do when you do it, would that cause her to grow more quickly in her faith, or would that slow her way down in her pursuit of Christ? I think it's helpful for us to revisit those questions from time to time. And that's not because we're in competition with our wives. We, we want godly women in the church. We need godly women in the church. We want women serving in the church. None of the things that I said are, are, are against that at all. We, we want godly women in our church. We need them. God's gifted the church with godly women uh, who are called to use their gifts in the ways God has prescribed. But if we're to lead our families then it's important for us to to understand that that we ought to live lives that are exemplary, that our wives could follow, that our children could follow, that others could follow, and thereby grow in their faith. And so as we think about that, living lives worthy of of imitation, we're really talking about the issue of sanctification. How does a believer move from one degree of holiness to another? What's the biblical process for that? Um, this morning, I think a lot of this may be review for some of us, or maybe all of us. And that's okay. The 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 ministry of the Word is a ministry of remembrance. We're to, to continue to put before ourselves these key truths for the Christian life and then to seek to understand them even better and to live them out more faithfully. Have you ever wondered why it is that some Christians seem to grow more quickly than others? You know, you we tend to associate age with maturity, and certainly there's life experience that comes with age. Um, But when it comes to spiritual maturity, what I've found is that physical age has little to do with a man or a woman's spiritual maturity. There may be a man who has been in the church his whole life and he's into his 70s or 80s, but you speak to him, and he's still really spiritually an infant. His understanding of the Scripture is is, is low. Uh, his pursuit of holiness is is still weak. And yet you may meet another man who's a much younger man in his 20s or 30s who's only been a believer for five or six years who seems to be running hard for the Lord. He's filled his mind with truth. He's able to speak freely about a deep theological topics. There's he talks of winning battles with different sin struggles in his life. What 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 is that about? What's the difference between? I'm talking about true believers now. Obviously, in a case where someone's in the church but is not a believer, that's a different situation. I'm talking about true <clears throat> believers. Both are growing because if you're a Christian, you will be growing, but there's a, a very different paces. How does that happen? What is the the explanation for that? Well, that's going to get into this issue of sanctification. And that's what I want to look at this morning. And I want to start by distinguishing sanctification from justification, because if we get these mixed up, we're going to be in a real theological problem uh, and even have a misunderstanding of the gospel and salvation. But sanctification, literally the word to sanctify means to purify or to make holy. We can talk about sanctification in two senses. There's what we call positional sanctification, that, that is, in Christ, at the moment of salvation, we are set apart unto God. Uh, we, are, we are His holy people. But really what we're talking about here, and what the way sanctification is used most often, is referring to progressive <laughs> sanctification. That is, this process in life where I, I'm a, I've been redeemed, I've been saved, I know that in the future God will bring me home and glorify me, make me perfect, but there's this gap in between. I'm saved, yet I'm not perfect, but I'm growing progressively in holiness. That's what we mean by progressive sanctification. The Westminster Shorter Catechism defines sanctification this way. Sanctification is the work of God's free grace, whereby we are renewed in the whole man after the image of God and are enabled more and more to die unto sin and to live unto righteousness. So sanctification is not a one-time action, When we're talking about progressive sanctification, it is a daily, moment-by-moment pursuit of growing in holiness uh, that the Lord accomplishes in our lives. Now, that's different from justification. Justification is is the establishment of a sinner in a righteous standing before God. Justification is a, a legal term. It's a legal declaration of righteousness. So at the moment of salvation, when a person repents and believes the gospel... They are justified. It's as if you have spiritually been in the courtroom of God, and because of what Jesus has done on your behalf, God looks at Jesus and says, Your sins are credited to Him. His righteousness is credited to you. And therefore, I declare you to be righteous on the basis of the righteousness of Christ. That declaration is a one-time declaration that lasts forever. And so, never again do we enter into that courtroom. The courtroom of God, that decision is done. Once a believer is justified, they will always be justified, and so it's important we keep those distinct because justification, one-time action; sanctification, ongoing, daily action. So we're dealing with that that second um, idea of an ongoing, daily reality. And this brings up the important truth that if you are a true believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. You will not reach perfection in this life. But the Bible is clear that a person who has been justified has been given a new nature. Corinthians 5.17, we are new creatures. We've been made new, therefore we will bear good fruit. So there will be evidence of that justification over time in your life as you grow in holiness and produce good fruit while never reaching perfect fruit. Uh, sinlessness in this life we should see a growing pattern of righteousness so a lot of times we talk about progressive sanctification if we were to chart it out uh, over time in your life it would look somewhat like the stock market if you look if you look at the stock market over time point a and point b are, are like this but in the middle there 's there 's this right so we, we fall into sin we are still sinners we have to confess that sin but over time there should be this general pattern of upward growth in Christ the question is how does that happen is that just sort of magically happening behind the scenes and we don't really have any involvement with that or or, or is there some involvement that we have there is involvement that we have and it's important to understand what that involvement is and that's why we're going to look at Philippians chapter 2 so to open to Philippians chapter 2 today we'll be looking at verses 12 and 13 <clears throat> 12 and 13. Paul writes, so then, my beloved, just as you've always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who is at work in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Here's the the basic idea of this passage. Your sanctification demands your maximum effort, but it's accomplished by God alone. Let me say that again. Your sanctification demands your maximum effort, but it's accomplished by God alone. Now, this passage is, is one of the clearest, most succinct passages on, on this The idea of sanctification in the scripture as far as the interworkings of sanctification. What's happening? How how does this happen in our lives? And so the text breaks down into two simple parts. One, sanctification demands your maximum effort. And two, sanctification is accomplished by God alone. I think we understand the Philippians was written by the Apostle Paul to the Philippian church. Uh, the, The themes of this book would be basic Christian living, what does a Christian life look like, particularly around joy and, and unity in Christ in the body. Uh, he is writing in, from a prison cell in Rome. You might remember that the Philippians sent to him a, a man from their church named Epaphroditus. Uh, Epaphroditus came and, 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 and gave a gift to Paul on behalf of the church, but Epaphroditus also got really, really sick while he was there. And so Paul is now sending him back to the church. The church has been worried about him sending him back to the church and likely he brings this letter with him as he returns. And what we have here in verses 12 and 13 flows right out of what came earlier in verses 1 to 11. Philippians chapter 2 contains in verses 5 to 11, one of the the most beautiful pictures of what Christ did for us in coming and humbling himself and dying on the cross. He begins in verses 1 to 4 by calling us to be selfless. To, 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 we'll just look at verses 3 and 4. Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. And then in verse 5, after having called us to be selfless and humble... He says, let me show you an illustration. And he reminds us of what Christ has done for us in being selfless and humbling himself to the point of taking on human flesh and then dying on a Roman cross and rising again from the grave and he's now exalted to the highest place and he is Lord. Now all of that stands in the background of verses 12 and 13. Because now he turns uh, his attention to us and how we are to pursue this sanctification. So with all of that in mind, let's look at this first truth in verse 12. Sanctification demands your maximum effort. Demands your maximum effort. He begins by referring to them as my beloved. These are people who Paul cares about. They, they are, they are really special to him. He's, he's come, he's shared the gospel with them, they're growing in Christ, they, they, they mean a lot to him as believers, the idea of beloved means dear or prized or valued, uh, but he's using that to, to, to set them up uh, in the right way to receive a command, an important command, a command that we have to receive as well. But he begins by affirming their past obedience, verse 12. Just as you've always obeyed. He's not talking to a church now that's like Corinth. You remember Corinth. It's a church that's just in a mess. You read the first couple of chapters of 1 Corinthians. This is a church that is wildly out of control. There's rampant sexual sin, different things like that. That's not the way Paul feels about the Philippians. He says, look, you've you've always obeyed. You, you've been seeking Uh, righteousness, and therefore I think this is appropriate for us this morning. That's how I feel about you men. That's how I feel about our church. We're not perfect by any stretch, but we are desiring to grow um, in Christ, and there's been pursuit of that, but we're not done. Just as you've always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. So he's saying, you obeyed when I was there physically with you, but now I'm calling you In my absence to continue that pursuit of obedience this is similar to what he would say to the church in Thessalonica remember in 1st Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 1 he says finally then brethren we request and exhort you in the Lord Jesus that as you received from us instruction as to how you ought to walk and please God that you excel still more I love that phrase Excel still more. That really should be emblazoned on the back of our eyelids, all of us. Excel still more. If you've been a believer for 50 years and, and, and you've, you've got tons of passages memorized and, and by God's grace you've conquered several sin struggles in your life, that's wonderful. Excel still more. Wherever you are this morning, that is the mantra. And when you wake up tomorrow, it will be the mantra. And the day after that, until the Lord brings us home. That should push us all further. Excel still more. And the way that he's going to say that here in this letter is now in my absence, though I'm not with you, I want you to, here comes the command, work out your salvation. Work out your salvation. Now, that, as I said, is an emphatic command. Notice he says, work out your salvation. Literally, the emphasis is your own salvation this is a a personal command to each one of us that we're to receive as as individuals he he points to each of us and says i want you to take this to heart work out your own salvation each one of you and again it's a command so it's it's not a suggestion and it 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 brings up the question though of, of what is this salvation that he's talking about what does he mean work out your salvation we don't We don't talk about salvation in that way very often. So let me just explain so we're not confused. You'll remember that the the scriptures talk about salvation in three different verb tenses. So past tense, you have been saved, done deal, right? The Bible uses it that way. The Bible also speaks of it in the future tense. You will be saved. Speaking of final glorification, it brings us home that that promise of salvation will be complete in, in its fullest form. But it also speaks of salvation in the present tense. You are being saved. Now what is that about? It, 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 we understand past tense. We have been saved. We understand future glorification. We will be saved. So what does he mean when he says you are being saved? This is a reference to the daily process of sanctification that we are When we work out our salvation, this is in the present tense. It's a present tense verb. He's talking about this ongoing reality that, hey, this has already happened to you in justification. You've been declared righteous. And you know that he's going to bring you home to perfect righteousness. But in this valley in between, work out your salvation. That is, pursue progressive sanctification. Pursue holiness. uh, Become what you were declared. You were declared righteous on the basis of Christ's righteousness. Now, God's desire for you in Christ is to to work within you a real personal righteousness where your actual character begins to reflect more and more the character of Christ. So, work it out. Now, the work out here has the idea of continual action. Again, it's in the present tense. This is why I've entitled this first uh, point, sanctification demands your maximum effort that work it out is directed right at us we're to be in some way we'll talk about how we're to be working towards this i think we we can get confused about that and think that well if i'm a christian and i'm gonna bear good fruit because that's what the bible says that i'm a new creation then all i gotta do is just wait around and good fruits just going to come but here Paul says, no, there is there's is some active personal effort that's going to be required of you. This is not the only place that we see these this kind of a command. Turn to 1st Peter chapter 1. 1st Peter 1, we're going to read verses 13 to 16. Verse 13, Therefore, prepare your minds for action. Keep sober in spirit. Fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the former lusts which were yours in ignorance, but like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves also in all your behavior, because it is written, You shall be holy, for I am holy. Turn over to 2 Peter Chapter 1. 2 Peter 1, beginning in verse 5. Now for this very reason also, applying all diligence in your faith, supply moral excellence. And in your moral excellence, knowledge. And in your knowledge, self-control. And in your self-control, perseverance. And in your perseverance, godliness. And in your godliness, brotherly kindness. And in your brotherly kindness, love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they render you neither useless nor unfruitful in the true knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. He goes on to continue there. You know, we think of places like Matthew 5, 29 to 30. You don't have to turn there, but you remember in the Sermon on the Mount when Jesus is, is talking about a fleeing from sexual sin in particular. He says, hey, if your right hand causes you to to sin, cut it off. If your right eye causes you to sin, gouge it out. There is personal responsibility. Take action towards your sin. Go on the offensive against your sin in the pursuit of holiness and righteousness and truth. That's the idea here. Work out your salvation. But now he describes the disposition that we're to have towards God as we pursue this. Look back at the text here, Philippians chapter 2 so then, my beloved just as you've always obeyed not as in my presence only but now much more in my absence work out your salvation with fear and trembling work out your salvation pursue daily moment by moment this progressive sanctification but i want you to do it with an attitude of fear and trembling a fear and trembling is a a phrase that shows up often in the Old Testament and in the Old Testament and a couple of places in the New Testament as well outside of this. But it's, it's not calling us, of course, to, to fear God in the sense that a, a child is afraid of the dark or that a scary movie might frighten someone. It is obviously a call to, to reverent fear, a reverence for the holiness of God and who God is. And you think about this in the connection with the call to sanctification. We're to pursue holiness with the right understanding of the, who the God is that we serve and His character, His righteousness, His holiness. That ought to cause us to have a, the appropriate reverence for Him and, and to, which should push us and drive us to want to be like Him and to take seriously His commands. He is gracious towards us. He He loves us. He's, he's kind towards us. All of those things. But He is still a holy God. And that holiness and His character ought to drive us to want to pursue The same. This is a reverent Mm -hmm. honor. I like what MacArthur says here as he talks about this fear and how it relates to this context. He says such fear involves self distrust, a sensitive conscience and being on guard against temptation. It necessitates opposing pride and being constantly aware of the deceitfulness of one's heart, as well as the subtlety and strength of one's inner corruption. It is a dread that seeks to avoid anything that would offend and dishonor God. It's to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. Now, I want us to take a moment, just a quick pause, and I'd like to interact together. I want us to talk about this concept of of working out our salvation and answer the question, why is it that so often we're tempted... Not to do this, not to put forth effort towards growth and holiness. What are some of the things in our lives that can tempt us to be inactive uh, in the pursuit of holiness? Give me some ideas. The pursuit of career. Yeah. So career ambitions. It's a good one.
1: Pursuit of comfort.
0: Comfort, yeah. What else? yeah just plain laziness Wendell
1: in my walk it was a movement that uh, got tempted to go down it's called the Keswick movement mm-hmm. let go and let God let go and let
0: God yep yeah, you don't you don't need to do anything God's God's done it and you just hang out and you'll be holy eventually that doesn't work out very well what else <clears throat> selfishness yeah selfishness <clears throat> There's a lot more. Keep going.
1: I believe you've reached a spiritual maximum as it is. I can't get any better than this.
0: Right. I've I've hit my peak. Mm-hmm.
1: Pride, pride.
0: Yep. Pride. Yeah. So a love for a particular sin, or just a desire to hold on to it. Yeah. What else? too much fun, it's crowding out other problems. Yeah, a lot of, got hobbies, you gotta keep those up. <coughs> gotta be on the golf course or whatever it is. <coughs> this, is this is hard. Yeah, it's hard work. Yeah, it's not not easy.
1: <coughs>
0: Which is why it's easy to gravitate towards, uh, not that hobbies are bad, I've got a couple hobbies, I don't get to do them very much, but I have them in theory. But, it, um, you know, it's easier to gravitate because that's that's fun, right? After we worked all day and all those things, what what do we in our flesh? What do we want to do when you get home at five thirty-six? Whatever time you get home, what do we want to do in our flesh? Relax. That's I just want terrific. to relax, right? I just need a minute. Or by a minute, I mean about four hours, <laughs> right? I just I just need. It's been a busy day. You know, um, that's that's our in our flesh. That's what we want, and so it's easy for us to justify then things that make that time more restful or enjoyable. What else? What are some other things? Mm-hmm. The entire world culture, Satan's done a really good
1: job of lying to all of humanity to say the pursuit of all these other things is what it's all about. Mm-hmm. So it's a mm-hmm. It's a uh, juxtaposition between what is Satan's lie. Say this is what's worthwhile and good, so you should invest in it. That's true. this is what's worthwhile and good, so you should choose to invest
0: in it. Right. Yeah. The world's lie is that it's not just that it's a good thing to do. It's like this is what life consists of. Right. Yeah.
1: Lack of uh, accountability. Yeah. Not having godly people around you. Like sometimes you need to be challenged and
0: pushed. Yeah. That's a good one. Let's talk about how do you get that? How do you get accountability?
1: We were talking about you were talking about you started with uh, our involvement in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just serving and, and coming alongside with the believers.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: we yeah. we tend to isolate. We, that's a danger. Yeah. We tend to iso- isolate and and think that you're you have you have it all figured out. Mm-hmm. I think there also be a willingness to be vulnerable with church leaders, mm-hmm. a willingness to kill sin.
0: Yeah. A lot of people think about accountability as uh, you're going to hold me accountable. right? So that they they think of their role very passively. All the effort is on you holding me accountable. If I fail, it's because you know you were supposed to call me and you didn't call. or you? You were supposed to text me. No, no, no. no that, that's not accountability. Accountability is you taking initiative about your own spiritual life and involving other brothers in the church to say, "Here, here's my plan. I'm, I'm, I'm dead set on on achieving these goals or fighting this sin. I'd like you to come alongside. You know, would you text me?" But it's not just them reaching out to you, it's you involving them actively in your life, telling them when there's trouble, telling them when you're tempted, telling them when you're when you're struggling, so that they can get involved with those things. Accountability is huge. It's very helpful and important, but only when we think of it in the right sense. Any any other ones? Yeah. That's quite immediate. That's fellowship. Yeah.
1: So all we do is Sunday. Thursday morning, whatever, or about the other twenty four sevens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how we tend to isolate, or hide, or keep secret. Let's see. The thing is, in early church, they met daily.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So yeah, it's very simple for us to say, "I do enough church stuff." Right. The Bible doesn't talk about anything about balance between church stuff and worldly stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Yeah and transforming of our lives so our lives need to reflect one of that I live to worship God right Mm -hmm. that accountability is that fellowship yeah constantly just people over you know breaking bread yeah and I think for me that's probably the biggest thing is just the more I'm involved not busy work because that's that's an idol in itself Mm -hmm. but just being around godly men families
0: yeah yeah it's such a it's so true i mean true fellowship is is life on life fellowship really is living the christian life with other believers um, actively and and so that it's not odd you know having someone over for coffee or for whatever dinner it it ought not to be odd or infrequent It, it just ought to be we just live life together. So there's going to be people in my home. I'm going to be at other people's house. We're going to go do things with other believers because we're living the Christian life together. It's a huge help. So be, be with that in mind then, in thinking of the things we've mentioned, beware when your heart begins to tell you in your flesh that that's what you need. I just need some alone time. Now I'm not saying there's no time, there's nothing there's no place for rest or any of that. I'm not saying that at all, or, or even having some alone time, but that can easily, when you let it have its head, turn into I just push people slowly, slowly out of my life, further and further away, and what you're doing is putting yourself in a very, very vulnerable situation, spiritually speaking. You know, spending sometimes going to small group, um, spending time with other believers, you know, on your off time and all of that, off time from work. Sometimes it's kind of like going to the gym in the sense that when it's time to go to the gym, I don't ever want to go to the gym. It doesn't sound like it's going to be very fun. And I try to think of other things that I need to do. Uh, But after going to the gym, I'm always really glad I went to the gym sort of thing. On a much greater scale, sometimes going to small group just seems like, man, you know, it's just been... Busy week, and the kid just lost his mind, and I had to deal with that. And tonight would just be a really good night to just be here. And so, but then you go, you we're going. You get there, you spend time. The fellowship is sweet; it's, it fills you up. You, you're able to pour into other people. You get home, you're like, man, that was that was good. Think about fellowship that way. Well, you push through. Spiritual disciplines are that way. One of the things I had on my list of things that I think trip us up that keep us from progressing uh, in the faith is being led by our emotions and our feelings, right? We, when we live our life by what do I feel like doing, it's a bad way to live. It's an unbiblical way to live. We live our lives as Christians by what is true. What has God said is best for me? Not what I feel like, not what my emotions are telling me, but I'm choosing by God's grace to discipline myself to do the things that God has said Are best and right and that honor him and my feelings just need to take a back seat they need to get in line because we're doing this and you've got to flip that around your emotions and your feelings over time will follow your feet as you as you commit yourself to truth your emotions and feelings get in line with that but if you live your life the other way always following your where your feet are following your emotions and your feelings um, you, you will find yourself walking into a pit. We don't When you wake up at 4 a.m. Or to get ready for something like this, or 5 a.m., whatever time you got up, um, your flesh is probably not happy about that. I, I would say if we were honest, most of us weren't real excited when the alarm went off today. But you're here because mentally you that took over and said, this actually will be better for me than 30 more minutes of sleep or whatever it may be. And, and you're right, because it's time in the Word. That's how we live our lives. So, uh, there's other things we could say, but I think you get the point. We, we need to be cautious and careful about the things that draw our hearts away from the Lord. So that is the, the, first, the first truth, truth number one, the command, work out your salvation. We're going to talk some more about how to do that at the end. But let's go on to truth number two now in verse 13 and that is also equally important to understand that sanctification is accomplished by God alone. Sanctification is accomplished by God alone. We are commanded to give our maximum effort. That's absolutely true and it is essential, but we have to be very careful not to take that too far and to begin to think that we actually have the power to make ourselves holy. Because the Bible never says that of us. It says instead, in verse 13, For it is God who is at work in you. It's God who is at work in you. We're to give every ounce of our effort towards holiness, but God alone can justify you, and God alone can truly sanctify you. Now, there is a distinction between justification and sanctification Uh, And and here's the distinction. With justification, we are completely passive. We we bring nothing to the table. We're not saved by our works. We're saved by grace through through faith alone. Um, And so with sanctification, we are called to work and to give our maximum effort. But the result of that, the reason that that happens, the reason we even desire to do it, we're going to find out, is a work of God. And so it is still God who accomplishes our sanctification but we are called to cooperate with God in sanctification in the sense of giving our effort. We're in justification. We're dead in our sins, and it's God who acts upon us uh, solely. It's a monergistic. It's, it's on, only the work of God in that sense with justification. Sanctification, the effort we are to give, but it's God who accomplishes it. Notice he says, For it is God who is at work in you. Through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, God is at work in us from the inside out. If you're a Christian, take courage in that. God is at work in you. This is the reason that you don't have to despair over how am I going to make it? I mean, how am I, I going to make it? How am I going to make it faithful to the end? How am I going to ever get over this sin hurdle? How am I ever going to do this? Listen, you're going to do that by God's grace because God is at work in you. That's where the hope and the motivation for giving your maximum effort come from. This is Philippians 1.6, that he will accomplish the work, he will finish the work that he began in us. We can have confidence in that, not in ourselves, but in our great God. But notice, what's he, what's he at work in us to do specifically? Verse 13 again, for it's God who is at work in you both. So two things, both to will and to work, both to will and to work, two different actions that God's working constantly within you. The first is to will. He's at work in you to will. That is, God gives us the very desire to obey. He's he's producing that. Why is it that you have any burst of desire within you to do what God says? Well, God is in you, and he is birthing that desire. So even the desire itself comes from God. We can't even take credit for that. Not only that, though, he, he doesn't just give us the desire. There's a second aspect of his work, both to will and to work. This is a reference to the actual actions of obedience. He's bringing about the desire to do those things, and he's strengthening us to physically carry out the commands that he's given, the work of righteousness. The word work here simply means to put one's capabilities into operation, to be at work, to be active, to operate. So he's giving you the energy and he's giving you the capacity to do the work of of holiness again not in perfection in this life but certainly in increasing uh, direction now that should encourage us god doesn't just save us and leave us right he didn't just justify you and say now figure it out until i bring you to heaven he says no now we go to work and i'm going to go to work in you and this this window back to the, the the movement that says let go and let god this is that is to emphasize this truth to the exclusion of the other. And the, the scriptures has them together. The, the motivation for us to give our effort, which we're called to give, is the fact that, yes, God is at work in us. And he's giving that desire. And, and the truth is, as you, as you feed that and you refuse to harden your heart and you, you remain humble and with a soft heart, that desire increases and increases and that capacity grows and grows, so that you continue to grow more and more into holiness remember that good works or the pursuit of sanctification is why the lord saved us in the sense that it is the the end to which he was accomplishing is to to actually make us holy this is ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 and 9 for by grace you've been saved through faith that not of yourselves it's the gift of god not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. Now, that's justification. Justification is not a, not, uh, not from works. It's a gift of God. But, verse 10, For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in Him. So God justifies us. He saves us, not by works, but by grace. But He does save us unto good works. And that's what we're talking about here, this pursuit of sanctification. But the good news, again, is he doesn't just save us unto those good works and say, go figure it out. He says, I'm coming with you. I'm going to give you the desire, and I'm going to give you the capacity. It, you know, an illustration of this would be you go, you go to Walmart, you buy a brand new iron, uh, you, you bring that iron home, and, and that, that iron is is, has all, everything it needs to be a good iron, but if you never plug it in, it's not going to be effective. The idea is, as a Christian, you're, you're plugged in to the energy source, the life-giving source, the Holy Spirit is within you that's supplying the energy that's needed, and He's made you a new creation. The, the components of the iron are there. He's energizing that, and <clears throat> that's why you can have any hope of being effective. There's a better illustration because it's the one that Jesus gave in John 15. This is the way that Jesus says it. Turn to John 15, verses 1 to 5. Jesus says it this way, John 15, 1 to 5. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. You're already clean because of the word which I've spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. So you, you have the idea. We are connected to the true vine who is the Lord Jesus Christ, who has made us new, and yet through the work of the Holy Spirit, he continues to energize us and give us the capacity to grow. And it's, it's like a, a master gardener pruning those vines so that they are more and more and more productive in the fruit that they produce. That's what God does to us in sanctification. Calvin says it this way, there are in any action two principal departments, the inclination and the power to carry it into effect. Both of these he ascribes wholly to God. What more remains to us as a ground of glorying? It's a great point because while Paul calls us to give our maximum effort, At the end of the day, when you look back over your Christian life and you say, wow, I've grown, I've grown in my knowledge, I've grown in holiness, the next phrase should be praise the Lord, right? Because God has brought that work about. He is the one that got you out of bed in the morning, that gave you the desire, and he's the one that caused it actually to have a lasting effect. Why has he done this? What's in it for Him? Verse 13, For it's God who's at work in you both to will and to work for His good pleasure. It pleases the Lord to see His people and to cause His people to grow in holiness. It's a, it, This is a, a motivation for us. It, it brings a smile to the face of God to sanctify his people, to push them in progressive holiness. And so with those two truths in mind, there's some important application for us to think about. Think about it this way. I asked the question at the beginning, why is it that you see two Christians and one seems to be growing at a rapid pace and the other growing at a much slower pace? What is the difference it's happening there. Well, think of it this way. Let's say you have two athletes. And in this case, for the sake of the illustration, they have this, let's say it's a video game. They have the same body type. They have the same muscular structure. They, they have the exact same physical strength and the exact same amount of natural ability. Okay, they're, they are equals in every physical regard. But imagine now that one of them works out for three hours every day. He lives on a strict diet. He watches film every evening. He stays after practice to take extra reps with the the quarterback and to spend time talking to the coach about strategy. The other athlete works out three days a week, eats decently but cheats at least three or four times a week, goes to practice but doesn't push himself to stay late or to work overtime, occasionally watches film but not very often and He doesn't spend any outside time with the coach or the quarterback. Now both of those athletes are going to grow and progress. They're both putting in effort, but one of them obviously is going to grow and progress beyond the other. What's the only difference between the two? The amount of effort and dedication that they're putting towards that. Now that is absolutely true in the Christian life with this caveat that they're God gifts us in different ways, okay? It doesn't mean that that we're all going to have the same package of gifts or do the same things in the church, but when it comes to spiritual growth and growth and sanctification, there is a direct correlation to the effort that we put into that and how we discipline ourselves towards godliness while still remembering that the desire and the capacity to do that come from God and God alone. But let's close up with this because this is key. We can't just talk about this as, "Hey, go out there and try hard. Go team." Right? What when we says work out your salvation, when we say we've got to put forth our effort, what are we talking about? What are the means that God has designed for Christians to use to grow in holiness? What are the means by which we grow? Let's talk about that
1: the the coaching example or the athletic example, but like the basic you know, your prayer, reading the word, meditating on it, that's key. That's that's crucial.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Remember John 17, 17, in, in Christ's high priestly prayer, he prays for his disciples and he says, Father, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. Right? So fundamentals. Why don't we always talk in the church from the time you're a little kid till, till, till death about read your Bible, read your Bible, read your Bible? Why do we do that? Is there something is there something magical about about it that you, you read it and it zaps you with, with holiness? What what is it? Why do we always say that? Say it again. Romans twelve. All right. What about it? Transforming renewing of your mind. Yeah, that be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That is with the truth. And so, no, it's not a rabbit's foot, you know, it's not, I read it every year and I just magically become holy. Here, here, let me say it this way, you cannot grow in holiness apart from the word, but you can read the word in such a way that you don't get anything from it. And so it's not a matter of just mechanically, make sure you read it every day, okay? I've known folks who are committed to reading the word who didn't grow in holiness very much because they never assimilated that truth into their heart and mind. And so it's not just reading it, but it is being committed daily to meditating on the richness of the Word of God. That is to read it, understand it, and then take the extra step by God's grace to apply it to your heart. Think on it. Soak it in and, add, and, and uh, uh, um, apply those truths to your heart. The Lord uses that then to conform us to that truth. So reading the Scripture is... Is absolutely fundamental. What else? What are some other key means that God uses in the Christian life to help us grow in this pursuit?
1: Challenges. challenges. Things, things that we have to, uh, trials.
0: Yes. Yeah, the Lord uses trials. Absolutely. Engaging in community, fellowship. Yeah, fellowship. Being in the life of the body. So connect yourselves, men, connect your families. Get your family involved. That's why we have small groups. It's not because there's something magical in small groups. It's it's a practical way to try and facilitate life-on-life community in the church. So you miss out to not be a part of that. Uh, Get in the life. But but that's a formal way to do it. We're trying to help you, but it goes beyond that. You know, just just put it in your your mind that on Sunday is the Lord's Day, so after church, we're going to try to connect with somebody. We're going to go have ice cream. We're going to say, you want to go to the park? We're going to... Go grab lunch. Just put it in your mind. We're going to spend time with God's people that day, right? Um, Not that every Sunday you have to have all afternoon, but I'm just saying that. Get it in your mind that I need to be with God's people. I want to be with God's people. What else? So, word, fellowship. What are some others? Prayer. Prayer. Yeah, just communion with the Lord every day. When we talk about prayer biblically, we can think about it in two categories. There's devote yourselves to prayer colossians 4 2. i think of that along the lines of of a daily set aside i've got to be in alone communion with the lord and then there's first thessalonians 5 pray without ceasing and that is throughout the day i just i need to be in this sense of regular communication things come up i pray i talk to the lord about those things asking for his help giving thanks giving praise so on and so forth so prayer is a crucial component what else? Any others that come to mind means the Lord uses to help us grow? Lead and serve. Yeah. Service in the church. So he gives you a gift. He intends for you to use that gift. That can be formally on a actual service team, but it can also just be show up and serve. Just look around. What needs to be done and use that, uh, use the gifts God's given you and be intentional on Sunday mornings. I, w- I would say Get in the habit, if you're not already, of praying on Sunday mornings about your time there. Lord, use me in the lives of your people today. Help me to be aware. Help me to be aware of, of people. And when you're talking, you pass somebody, hey, Jim, how's it going today? And the look on his face is clear, not real well, but his words say, good. It's, it's just asking the follow-up question. Jim, how's it, how's it going today? Tell me what's up. Being available, talk with people, let's pray together. Let's go lunch after church and talk about it. Like just being in, in the body, in community, serving one another. Another I would add would be worship. Regularly being in worship. That's, that's formal worship, yes, be in worship on Sunday morning. That's commanded not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. But a life of worship, an attitude of worship to the Lord in which we're, we're constantly giving praise to the Lord. And the other would be evangelism. These are, these are the essentials of the Christian life. Being on mission, that I think about the world as a mission field. So I use my job, I use the resource, whatever God's given me to edify the body, but also to preach the gospel to the lost as we pursue those things. So when we talk about work out your salvation, that's what we're talking about. Get in the word, get in the body, get in prayer, preach the gospel to the lost, serve in the church. This is what it is to live the Christian life. And by God's grace, He uses those things to make us more like Him. So as we close, just ask yourself, where am I not giving my maximum effort? Where, where, where am I? If I'm honest, I let my foot off the gas. or Maybe it was never on the gas, right? Where, where is it? Of those, of those things we, we talked about, What needs to happen next in your life and in your family life? And then I would encourage you, talk about it with your wife. Say, as a family, what are the things, where where are we just really not pursuing the Lord as we ought to? And then lead your family in that direction. Say, hey, you know, we're going to do that. We're going to do that as a family. And by God's grace and His kindness, He will use that to grow us one degree to the next, one foot in front of the other in holiness. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank You for Your Word, for its clarity. We thank you for the time of fellowship here as men just wrangling over these things and, and thinking through these things. God, we pray that you would apply them to our minds and our hearts. Help us to be transformed by the renewing of our minds with your word, even this morning. And may it spur us on uh, to love each other well, to love you more faithfully, to be evangelists in the world, uh, and to be servants in your church. God, help us to, to be faithful to you, finish the work that you began in us until you bring us home to glory. We ask it in Christ's precious name. Amen. Amen. Guys, feel free to hang around and chat. There's coffee and, 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 and food. Enjoy some fellowship. But we are we're dismissed. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
1: Short Whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Super established new Oh, mean, I didn't know that. I have, to have to yeah. so your wife is feeling out through the city? Yeah, she's That's <laughs> yeah. Vivian, with your tomorrow. Yeah, how do you know Oh, so, yeah. 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 so uh, it's basically where you message and I think you'll be program the Bible answers and so, this is a program, it's, it's, it's,
0: a program that was created by, uh, by, by um. there cool. yeah. yeah. uh, uh, Basically, two so, years so,
1: of working I administrative software. Like, on top of like, that and reading books and doing all that. Yeah. Uh, so that was that was, uh, uh, yeah. job and that was just, the, a job there the we that like, was like just, the higher So they got have yeah <laughs> 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 So the a it's a yeah. lot. Yeah. So, yeah. so, yeah. so the same process is used for the other same program. Yeah. Not as, not as, uh, like and, uh, yeah. 100% yeah. that 100% really of uh, the always yeah. 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 So who's yeah. so, I the you all. And the idea behind to do yeah. right. Well, you know. i So, a I a a I working the, the church now. You'll no. do uh, like, the right? yeah. so, uh, so, so, right? right? Oh yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. So, i oh, let open a I know i Oh, I, just, I, I, I mean, I've seen it in yeah. my own it in my own life. It's you life. have seen have it we need to get all the students <laughs> right here. This <laughs> is my I So that's where he's a think a it. with the world his family. i I'm going I'm going to I mean, not the I I
0: was
1: uh, a I, I like, <laughs> right? nice. like do yeah. 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 like Yeah, yeah no, no, Wait, no, but, the one you were remodeling the no, we yeah. bought it and it's caught fire. I I guess I'm just the so, Yeah, It in second. It I to lost Yeah, mean, yeah. Yes, yeah, the yeah. And then, then the right. next so, got it. it. have Get paid at the same time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, so, yeah, that's why yeah. It's yeah. A big, big yeah. The because There was no return from that. Yeah. <laughs> on I'm not right. it. the, the Uh, We got one.
0: We are we are the family.
1: Family. They're a great and yeah well we yeah we are in actually yeah we yeah, primary reason we when last year, right? The you very yeah, up, like, you the I mean it's for the entire we're going to be a problem by- <laughs> so, actually, usually, well, it's, it's crazy, crazy. Like how much it's that all I mean, it's, you know, last year they went to looking at the at
0: of so I mean I'm I'm just, like, yeah. so
1: one of the I not okay so, yeah. So that's So I do no, the My daughter's going I not I don't know. We'll see. That's next week you a <laughs> yeah, I said, it's not for everyone. So, yeah, whether that's why I love this because yeah, different the other the Yeah, um, and I um, like I was 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 like I of like I like a lot of stress. I presume yeah. I've told yeah. 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 We're just oh, okay. still so, so, I to start I yeah, you uh, got It is. It is. I actually enjoy it. So it's not like You can't go. density. All right man yes yes yes, yes. And you. Yeah. 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 Yeah, project uh, yeah. I mean, really uh, really really yeah, yeah it's your house like it's not really that's really <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. um, yeah. get <sharp> <orrowed> is right. right. have to Actually, you're okay. been we no, yeah, okay. <OSTFORM-> have you yeah, right. uh, so to a so, uh, I'm sure we have better. you know, <laughs> <the> <laughs> um, um, <laughs> Order you yeah, that we we, we, so we, we, uh, we uh, so go so, so uh, so, Yeah can to and to we just you know, what does that, that look like? Right here, okay. Or okay. Or what is it? A, a, right a, we'll see. do we have one Oh yeah. Sundays. The one that we have, that could float right, right into the, the oh, box we reach yeah, 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 yeah. I was it by, yes. 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 I was like, yes. I, was like I, I really like reviewing myself, so I'm just gonna record I'm myself, sure. I the first like, but browser. Browser. I really i like, I'm i talk <laughs> I just, <laughs> This is all a <laughs> I think not really know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I I I didn't know I I I know I I <laughs> yeah. need to, you know, what you are, you are, you are, some people worked hard yesterday, Snowball made a path to the right off just keep that, out. I do that out. It. I did Thanks uh, <laughs> a lot. I I Anytime I don't, I don't want to check or you like a i this weekend, so, could have. could the idea yeah, i
0: uh, natural Well, that is, uh, well, uh, yeah, it's He has to go to the It's like there's a no, marriage issue right now. more they don't have the self I don't think 50, by the way. is No. <a> i read that this <laughs> is like Garbage. Yeah. because it takes a
1: number of people to get married in a year, and the number an of people like get in a year. How many people are married? How many people are married right now? Well, you how I the the ratio? I always mean, I think it's not like you to get you know it's not that, 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 that you <laughs> <9% laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, we have the data. We have the data. I So, far, I have Okay, by the way, you want that comes mm-hmm. 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 back to mm-hmm. Wars, mm-hmm. and you you yeah, yeah. the story. Well, but right. Oh, I know. You know, <laughs> to <Yeah. do> <laughs> we have cash. so I can well, ask you. I was going to ask you. Really? Just I a I appreciate that. I are you? i i to next you? the the i to to Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 a Yeah. I just It was hard for us to buy yeah. 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 okay. right. okay. Oh yeah, the those are, are just good. But We buy do But I don't you up I know. This is normally <laughs> just be <in> house same <laughs> Yeah, we well, yeah. got church? Yeah, I have oh, okay. yeah. a smaller yeah. you know, yeah. one. Oh, it hasn't. got Yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, but I. no Yeah. That's yeah. one. That's one of the funnest things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's most it's it's in Hebrew is where Yahweh comes in. It's the Old
0: Testament is where Yahweh comes in.
1: Well, oh, that, it. I haven't seen that. No, I do. what I mean? This sounds like a of yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty that's what we're at. Yeah. Right. Right. So, yeah. The yeah. yeah. silly NSB yeah. five. that's Yeah, clear. Yeah, 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 I, was no, I, was was exactly. no, I wasn't on that meeting, I was totally uh, 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 Oh, thanks. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> okay, so so have to uh, here. Yeah. That was yeah. you want to it. got to be i know what's going on the next migration. you Oh, yeah. 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 I support Yeah. Support oh, yeah. Nice. 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 Yeah. So on, like, so yeah. 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 I Yeah. 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 Top yeah, top the top top top. The yeah i don't what told me file the other one is she said yeah. right, right. right. So, right. So, anyway can't that. Right. right. Was you know, I'm not Yes. i going to say, I'm glad we're not here. That's right. 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 The the yeah. yes. um, yes. Oh, you are. out of here. I got the Second. i just just sorry oh i sorry mean, I was able to reverse that but then march, march, march. I don't, I don't
0: know what they do. Two services of it's of I don't summer,
1: summer, Yeah. yeah. So it. It's, cold yeah, it's that's cool that's why he said Also, exactly. Yeah. Totally we it not here. Several ones like the several one I thought it was. Ooh, I, thought it day. Day. My, my <laughs> I thought it was. My so you get yeah, on two and and that's I mean, that's I'm not sure. don't so so yeah. right? Okay. to Yeah. But like, i up. to it yeah. Yeah. The yeah. The I'm going to i to Yeah. Yeah. up. i to I'm i so cool. yeah. going it going to Oh, I should have done that yesterday. I was yeah. in yeah. a funk yesterday, yeah. I am. Yeah. <laughs> I got a do I get it. not yeah. you are. But you got like yeah. there be Their yeah. It's a know. Know. It's around the It's Disneyland. Yeah. T- 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 Okay. I'm not I'm going be i the, not do i i, I mean, yeah. Well, well, I, like sure. I that yeah, a yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. you. I so, yeah, I'll I mean, i i right. totally
1: like it. Right. Uh, not, not really, but I was kind really of still standing, standing on it, yeah. Yeah. Put it around. It'll be alright. Put a brace on, stay off it for a few yeah. months, and then wait more. more. Well, then, more another yeah. snowboard yeah. trip. Yeah, so yeah. I had aggravating in the end. In 50 years, history, uh, yeah. even though I had the brace on. He's, he's just, and so, uh, okay, the same thing. the things I have to tell us when I'm out here. Darkness, checking things, whatever. We're going to do it. Never mind. I would think when I went to the doctor. I to, to specialist. I, 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 I think see it. A black spot It's, like it's on the a house, house, what? It's an eight-minute like Really? I'll take it So, I so, always knew because there's times that I see outside. Hey, where are you going? I'm not waiting for you. You're seeing Yep. It's, it's a lot, I should I'm uh, so Exactly. <laughs> <and laughs> <all laughs> <three, Yeah. laughs> I had my phone on I didn't want to turn on any lights. You to go turn Yeah. <laughs> It wasn't on my flashlight, it was just, just so here. Oh, oh, that's yeah. all, yeah. No, I think so i up there. your shield driving, basically. Yeah. Yes. That was just too Yeah, yeah. I got see I Andrew, yeah, she has my like back. Hand. Hand. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. have a sweet time. No, See it, you guys. You good. Good. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. See you later. Still praying for you, Devin. Thank you. So, absolutely It is too many. It just makes you more, I don't know, caring at this point. Yeah, that's a bit of surprise. Like, you're so smart. See you tomorrow. Not so Wednesday. That was yesterday. Oh, uh, I'll see you but both you Sunday. Hopefully, yeah, it'd be awesome. Okay. So, like, four okay. In like yeah. Four yeah. Yeah. for okay registration and management for for notifications and about Jim Parker? No, I no, I think it was about 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 you know like I, uh, true, get out there? will never uh, to the there. About, uh, Washington, to you know, Oregon, which one you know, right. uh, yeah. Seattle area. Uh, because different people are doing stuff. No, and then No, Washington. Oh. Yeah, not in Vancouver, Yeah, that's. funny. I was up there one time. We just need to know like what you did. We're ready turn off the and Years, years ago, when I was a And, I went up there for three days. Never saw the sun. Never stopped waiting. Like, the whole time I'm there. Just so the what there was a still sparking. No, there was uh, a there was just a just a He's not not, too yeah. really yeah. wet. Oh. Okay, yeah. Sure. I don't know so how he he got you got to go and old, old, old. He, up there. I don't know how yeah. to Yeah. Well, if you ask your wife, you know like she's like a refugee, from the from the bad weather and uh and the mold uh that's we had a really bad experience with that. We had a hot water leak and ended like visual power call space. Yeah, well, she did a lot more than, than just that. So 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 really well, know, like I got the login log to turn it against psychologists. I didn't realize it, but. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how active the visuals were like, inside the house, you know? but I used to have to work for Calvin. I mean, I just needed that. What I wanted to do was, what's the it up, touch it, or spray it, was or something, yeah, that's, that's that's been my understanding. Like that, asbestos, you know, yeah. you live series, but once yeah. you start, they do the you but she didn't yeah, five, say that. she's yeah, that she that's been my understanding, different people have different sensitivity levels, you know, maybe, you know, her thing was, like, when we moved into the house, like, that year was just a total mess for her, like, Whatever it did to her. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, sure. And it took a while for it to I know. from that. It's so, a that I don't think anyways, what it was. It was definitely Florida, I mean, because we're go through floods, all these storms yeah. are going now, now it's rain, rain. coming in. Oh, really? Yeah, but people it's rain. At the San Francisco flooded. Yeah, there's like so much rain. It was popping the sewer place. Was he built before? Geyser. Wow, plural. So they talked like a rich saint that just keeps making all the stuff. There was a value yeah, the so, wow. yeah. so like, of like uh, 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 the 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 building. That's not spiritual, just the form where you want to see Yeah, yeah I'm, not I'm not sure, sure what's included. Streets and sewers. No, I know, right? It's a not go to the I'm going to be drawing the unique user. No, I the country. Did you see that? California. That's a one-up. Their budget's is $23 billion. Don't build like. Oh the new system
0: I a going right, to so so they're going to cut or raise taxes. I thought you
1: let's I mean that's how they're going to give up so now Hmm. Yeah, I would bring it want our- to I'm refund business, I some I of that oh, no, I'm really I just brought like, you yes, know, I just, I know the Sure. sure. I, most of and with the housing they are in. Sales super I mean, also. And that is because it's a big <laughs> well, you know, Is it still being charged still See, that's what I'm say up here. Well, I do Those Tesla battery charges are, are already held by possible energy. It's really? I love it. It's clean it. the Are you looking at the like, It cost of You can keep Are you wanting to do that? Well, they're wanting to and no, uh, he so. started about seven What's that? I'm not doing any Really? Or this year? I I the only one that I don't I to, you you know, don't know. just not. What's going on? whatever Sure. That's what I've done. And what's going on? He says it's mostly batteries. And do not do not do not do not do I actually. What you do with a big It's so like nuclear. boats. Uh, yeah, you yeah. yeah. have to. That's the, that's do something about yeah. sure. yeah, it. I have uh, you to live Yeah, right now. Right yet today? The windmill arms. I I I live I live. A few miles down. Yeah, I mean I can see it at night, but. The big red blinking light. Yes. Yeah. 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 And much? How much do I? mean, have y'all heard how much it costs to build one of those things or put one of those stuff? It's like. Okay. It's- it's-